It's time to go under the hood with the Indy Fuel. Welcome to the Under the Hood podcast, the official podcast of the Indy Fuel. I am the broadcast voice of the Fuel, Andrew Smith. As we head into the middle of April, the Indy Fuel have been spending a lot of the month at home. They just finished a five-game homestand and are, as we record this, in the midst of completing a three-game road trip before they will be home for the next five games and eight of their next nine contests to conclude the month of April and begin the month of May. So it's a very important time of year for the Fuel, and a lot of big games coming up, including games against division foes, including a three-game set against the Orlando Solar Bears coming up, as well as a pair of home games against the Florida Everblades the following weekend. On this edition of the podcast, we will bring you our interviews with the Fuel's outstanding public relations director, Mark Grenda, as well as our guest Friday night, Eddie Olchek. The Chicago Blackhawks and NHL on NBC sports analyst who joined me and his son Nick Olchek for Friday night's broadcast. A father-son tandem in the booth on Friday night. And you will hear our conversation that we had during the first intermission of Friday's game. And it was an honor to have Eddie Olchek with us. And here's a little snippet of what things sounded like on Friday night. Outside of the circle, sends it up top to Davison. Now to the right circle, Willie Raskop skates in, hooks it over to Broadhurst. He shoots, save made, rebound loose in the slot. Comes out to Davison, he shoots. Oh, what a stop. Lekas makes a tremendous save and holds on for a whistle. And you had Blake Siebenhaller, the Fort Wayne native, ending up on his knee in his backside, trying to help out his goaltender and make a save. And Matthew Bowden's going down as well. And we talked about the acrobatics that Stefanos Lekas plays with. Never out of it. Always there to make a desperation save. And he's able to snag that one through a forest of bodies at, in front. Boy, that first power play unit really snapped it around a couple of different looks. And, uh, yeah, you'd love to get one here with the man advantage. But uh, you're certainly building some momentum with the man advantage. 12 seconds to go. But first, let's take a look back at the week that was for the Indy Fuel as they completed a 2-1-1 and one week, took five out of a possible eight points in a game Wednesday night against South Carolina. Again, a key divisional matchup against a team chasing you in the standings, and then went 1-1-1 one, one, and one on the weekend against the Fort Wayne Comets, including three out of a possible four points in Fort Wayne on Saturday and Sunday. This week, the Fuel have a home-and-home home with Wheeling Nailers on Wednesday and Thursday. They're in Wheeling on Wednesday. On Thursday, April 15th, the Fuel will host the Wheeling Nailers for a 7 o'clock face-off, and then the Fort Wayne Comets come in on Saturday night as well for another 7 o'clock face-off. Taking a look back at last week's games, the week started on Wednesday when the South Carolina Stingrays visited, and head coach Doug Christensen had made a significant move early in the week, trading Michael McNicholas to the Tulsa Oilers for Brent Gates. Right away, Gates made an impression as he scored a third-period goal to draw the fuel even at 1-1. to That set the stage for Nick Hutchison's heroics in overtime. Spencer Watson wearing the A as Polk checked as he tried to bring it into the high slot by Blake Hillman. But Watson takes it back and craftily plays it ahead to Hutchison. Maybe a two-on-one across the line. Hutchison right circle. Tries to dangle. Score! Nick Hutchison scores for the fuel. And Indy wins it 2-1. to 
as he made a beautiful move around the defenseman and roofs it past Dubow and the fuel have snapped the skid and they come away with a huge two points tonight with their 11th overtime win of the year. Well, a man who had been involved in pretty much everything other than being on the score sheet tonight, Nick Hutchison has earned the overtime goal for the fuel. What a play. Attack with speed. Fake to the middle, drop to the outside. Defenseman goes down. And he could see the goaltender do both. As Herbert goes down, not a defenseman. That's actually a forward playing defense. And the recognition by Hutchinson to realize that Dubow went down early. He went down into the butterfly a second early. That opened up the top portion of the net, short side for Hutchinson, just to lift that puck up into the attic of the net. That's Nick Olchek joining me on the call of Nick Hutchison's overtime winner as the Fuel knock off the South Carolina Stingrays 2-1, to snapping a three-game losing streak for the Fuel. Friday night, things did not go as well for the Fuel as they fell 4-1 to to the Fort Wayne Comets despite dominating the second period of that game. They outshot the Comets 17-5 to in that period and got this goal on the power play from Matt Marcinou. Matt Marcinou to take the draw against A.J. Jenks. Wins it cleanly back to Davison. Over to the left point. Broadhurst shoots and scores! Matt Marcinou with a deflection in front on the shot from Terry Broadhurst from the left circle. And the Fuel have tied it up on the power play goal by Matt Marcinou. And Terry Broadhurst with a heck of an introduction to his new team. Oh, a really, really nice play from Terry Broadhurst. I think he's done a lot of this in his career. You win a face-off, you gain possession. And how about the eventual goal scorer, Matt Marcino? He was the one that won the draw. Curled out towards the slot area, got lost, and then ended up right at the net front on a perfect feed from Terry Broadhurst. And think back to last game, Andrew, against South Carolina. The Fuel executing a lot of those shot pass type of plays that did not result in goals. This one does on the power play. But again, it all starts with the faceoff, and you love to see Marcinu winning the draw, getting to the net, and a perfect pass right onto the blade from Terry Broadhurst. I don't think Marcinu's lost a draw. I mean, he, he, I mean, he's been absolutely dynamite in a faceoff dot so far in this game. That's Nick Olchek and Eddie Olchek joining me on the call of that one is the fuel. Drew even on that goal, but Fort Wayne got a late goal in the second period, added two more in the third and ended up knocking off the fuel 4-1. to one. Things were a lot better over the weekend in Fort Wayne. On Saturday night, Matt Marcineau scored twice. Jared Thomas and Terry Broadhurst each had a goal and two assists, and Willie Raskob continued his strong play of late with a goal and an assist as the fuel knocked off the Comets 6-3, to three, scoring those six goals on 20 shots and tallying three times in the third period to stave off a late Fort Wayne comeback. On Sunday, Michael Pellick scored in the third period to give the Fuel a lead, but A.J. Jenks scored in the power play with 20 seconds left to tie it, and Fort Wayne won on a rebound in overtime. The Fuel getting a point in the 2-1 overtime loss despite being outshot 39-14, and the 14 shots, the fewest for the team in its seven-year history, but 
they still managed to get a point out of the game, and I think that uh, shows the resiliency of this team. Even when they don't play as well as maybe they would have hoped, they're facing a strong defensive team, don't get a lot of shots on goal, playing on the road, the third of a 3-3, three and three, a 4-5, and five, still able to get a point, and if not for a late power play goal, would have come away with two points in that one against the Fort Wayne Comets. The Fuel and Comets have eight more meetings coming up this season. The next will be Saturday night when the Comets visit the Indiana Farmers Coliseum for Marvel Superheroes Night. That's presented by Financial Center Federal Credit Union and Community Health Network as the Fuel will be wearing Black Panther jerseys as they try to defeat the Fort Wayne Comets on Saturday night. Thursday night, by the way, National Tax Day. Even though Tax Day has been moved up a month, we'll still celebrate it on Thursday with a number of specials throughout the night. The Fuel and the Wheeling Nailers at 7 o'clock on Thursday at the Indiana Farmers Coliseum. And that marks the week for this Fuel squad, who currently sits in second place in the Eastern Conference with a 27-15-4 record. Matt Marcinou continues to move up the scoring charts. He's now 11th in the league with 36 points on 18 goals and 18 assists. Willie Raskob ranks 5th in the league in defenseman scoring with 27 points. His 10 goals are second to Allen's Les Lancaster in goals scored by a defenseman. So a couple of fuel players moving up the charts. A couple of moves made by Doug Christensen this week. Number one is the fuels Brent Gates after playing really well over the week. Got called up to the Rochester Americans. Joins Billy Christopoulos as well as Patrick McGrath and Alec McRae in Rochester. Four fuel players currently with the Amherst right now in the AHL. And a large number of fuel players and ECHL contracted players currently in the American Hockey League right now. Also on Tuesday, Doug Christensen made a move trading Darian Skio to the Allen Americans for right wing, Connor Bleakley, a former first round draft pick, and defenseman Kale Doltzel, also a player to be named later as well, coming out of that deal to the fuel. Let's meet our guests on this week's edition of Under the Hood. Our first guest is the outstanding PR person for the Indy Fuel, Mark Granda. Mark does a lot of the behind the scenes work to prepare us for our broadcasts as well as the opposing broadcasters and also providing a lot of the content that you see on IndieFuelHockey.com, along with Rachel O'Donnell. Those two form a tremendous team that help get the word out for the Indie Fuel. And those two as well make our lives a lot easier in the booth. Nick and I are very thankful for the work that Mark does in promoting the Indie Fuel and also providing a lot of stats and information for us as well here is the Fuels Public Relations Director, Mark Reindeff. Tell us a little bit about what you do, especially behind the scenes here with the Indy Fuel, to get the word out about the Fuel to our great fans. Yeah, thanks for having me. I appreciate it. My job uh, revolves around the hockey ops side of the communications, uh, game previews, game recaps, all that kind of stuff. Um, and, and then I work alongside Rachel O'Donnell, who does most of the social um, but we share that on game nights um, to make sure that fans are in the know, and then I get to work with you two goofballs and uh, <laughs> make sure everything goes properly when it comes to game notes and stats and uh, everything from the away teams. And 
one thing that a lot of people don't realize is how much work you put in during the day to make sure our broadcasts get out on Flow Sports especially and a lot of the work you do behind the scenes and tell us a little bit about your background and how you got to this point and especially a lot of television work that you've done before coming here to the Indy Fuel. Yeah, before I got the job with the Indy Fuel, I worked for uh, actually worked for the video production company that does all of the Fuel games. Um, and I was all I was on uh, several many ESPN linear and streaming broadcasts as a replay op. Um, and this job opened up after Brent Hollerud left, and it was kind of a no-brainer for somebody who's been playing hockey their entire life. Um, so I, I jumped in on that, and honestly, this year with Flow Sports and last year, it's uh, given me the ability to use my background to set up the streams and things like that. Ball State, what uh, what when you were there? What were some of the things that you can look back on and that you were to gain experience that's helping you now? Kind of some things that you learned uh, that you learned in school. Sure, Ball State. I mean, everybody knows Ball State is known for its telecommunications program. Thanks to David Letterman, um, he's he's put so much money into that school and into Ball State and the telecommunications program. Um, and I was very fortunate to uh, do several football games and be part of the productions, um, as well as a TV show, Cardinal Sports Live. I was uh, the technical director of that show, um, so it gave me the ability to work hands on. So in the future, I can I can continue working in that industry. Your love for hockey. You're a hockey guy. You're a hockey nut. I'm sure you're always watching and obviously constantly involved here with the Indy Fuel. What at what point in your life did you kind of discover your love for hockey? And uh, obviously, you're you're extremely passionate about it. But what kind of got you into it originally when you were younger? Sure. Yeah. My my dad played hockey for Penn State. As uh, your family is very big yep, into Penn State. Yep. Obviously, Tommy going there, and mm-hmm. your dad very. Um, big into it as well. And then I have two older brothers and a younger brother who's currently currently playing. My two older brothers played for IU, um, and I played for Ball State. And my little brother is uh, a tender for the Chippewa Steel in the North, Ameri- North American Hockey League, um, as you know very well. Yep. Um, so our f- hockey runs very deep in the Granda family. Yeah. What uh, You're working with a pretty darn good team. A lot of great guys in that dressing room. Doug Christensen, Andy Contoys, it's a great staff. What has been the biggest takeaway working with those guys on a day-to-day basis, behind the scenes, producing the work, putting it out on social media? What what are kind of some of those things that's really been beneficial, not just for your work life, but being able to call those guys friends and close coworkers? Sure. It, that's honestly the, one of my favorite parts about this job is I get to talk to these guys almost every day. If I'm down at the rink, they all say hi. They're all extremely friendly to me. Um, and same with Doug and Andy. I really enjoy talking to them. The communication with them is fantastic. Doug and I talk almost every day, similar to how you, you and I talk every day, and Andrew and I talk every day, uh, talking about lines, talking about signings, talking about everything going on with the team, whether a guy's injured, things like that. Um, it, it's, it's extremely helpful to get these relationships. And one of my favorite things to do is during morning skate, if a guy's not skating or something like that, is to talk about their experience, talk about where they played, talk about their favorite places to play, whether it's in the ECHL, whether it was junior, whether it's something like that. I really enjoyed hearing the stories of where guys play and um, where what they loved about their careers in junior or in the pros. And last one for me, 
What's been the biggest challenge that you've either had to overcome or you've had to face since being here with the Indy Fuel? Obviously, the fans, they see the work that you produce, but they don't exactly know all the work that you have to go on behind the scenes when maybe some of the technology runs haywire before the game, during the game. You know, just the constant challenge. I mean, I look at you more of like a firefighter than anything else, just <laughs> running around putting out fires, trying to make sure that we're all good and make our lives a lot easier. You do, you do an incredible job at it. But kind of what's been the biggest challenge for you on a night-to-night basis because, hey, I mean, the fact is that not a lot of people, most people don't see all the work that you put on. I mean, you get here hours before the game starts. Kind of what are some of those challenges that you've had to overcome and learn from that is going to help you moving forward? When you work in the sports industry and when you work in the production industry, you just assume something's going to go wrong. Uh, It makes your life so much easier. And one thing, when I was working on ESPN shows, one producer told me one time, the fans never know what you were planning. And so if something goes wrong, you can get past it and work past it and worry about the next thing on the plate. If something goes wrong, it's it's going to happen. You just got to move on, fix it if you can, and keep going. And honestly, you guys might not notice it. Fans might not notice it. Things go wrong throughout the night, and I'm running around. And if they don't, it's even better. It allows me to sit and watch the game and write the recap and work with Rachel um, on a game-by-game basis. And if, if they do go wrong, then you put it out and you move on. Um, but sometimes that can make for a very exciting night and sometimes give you a little bit of better sleep at night. And I know that I said that was my last one, but just real quick, because I, I think this is really important, especially for younger kids or college kids that want to get into this business. What's a piece of advice you would give to them if they maybe want to work for the Indy Fuel one day or they have aspirations to work in the sports industry, kind of in a more behind-the-scenes type of role? Sure, yeah, communicate. Honestly, if you want a job, talk to somebody. I got this job thanks to my best friend, Ryan Beery, who – doesn't work here anymore he called me as soon as brent left and said hey i think you'd be great for this job two weeks later i was offered the job by our president larry mcquery and so if you want a job talk to people bug people don't be afraid to bother people because eventually you're gonna you're gonna get it and i did that with uh, with my previous job and i think that's the most important part is communicating with people and, and getting to know people and networking yourself it's a relationship business and that's really what the the sports business is all about and the one thing we learned is it's a pretty small world, the world of hockey. But one thing you've kind of added to your plate a little bit is uniform designer. You've had a little bit uh, of a hand, uh, matter of fact, a lot of a hand in designing the red uniforms that the Fuel are wearing this season. How did that come about, and uh, how much pride do you take as those are just beautiful uniforms? <laughs> Thank you. I'm very proud of how those uniforms turned out. Eventually, I'm going to buy one and frame it in my house. Uh, I started designing uniforms a long time ago uh, when my brother was playing for Carmel High School, actually. Uh, they had, I don't know if you remember, the old Ottawa Senators jerseys that had like the like, swoop across the front. Uh, Carmel was wearing those in blue and gold, and they were hideous. Uh, <laughs> so I designed some new ones and kind of played with my brother and um, some other people and Carmel is still wearing those jerseys today. And then this summer, my brother works for uh, – my oldest brother is a scout for the Waterloo Blackhawks. And he came to me and was like, hey, Waterloo's looking for some new jerseys. Do you want to design them? Design those. And I've gotten very into it. I'm a uniform junkie, whether it's hockey, football, baseball, whatever sport. Um, and so end of last season, I went to Larry and said, hey, I want to design – whether it's a third jersey or the uh, primary jerseys, and put together the red jerseys. And um, from the feedback we've gotten, they're fantastic. And your next jersey, please make sure that the numbers in the back are <laughs> they're neon yellow. I didn't help you guys. I, every day I forget to bring my glasses, and I can't see 10 feet in front of me, let alone 100. So that, I did that's not my help one, you guys. That's my one little little gripe with you, Mark. <laughs> they, are, they are fantastic jerseys. And really, adding the checkerboard piping, 
really ties into not just the team name, but the city's heritage with racing as well. Yeah, that's one thing I really wanted to focus on was getting... I remember the All-Star Game jerseys had the checkers on them, and so I really wanted to focus on having not necessarily the black and white checkers because that sticks out so much, but having black and gray, just a little little hint um, that... If you're sitting up in the 300 sections, you might not see it. It kind of looks like a black or a gray stripe. But if you're up close, you see that little the little hint of uh, the Indianapolis and, and the checkers. Well, Mark Randa, thank you so much for joining us during our intermission. Enjoy the rest of the game. Thanks for having me. We will take a break. Nick and I will be back with second period action right after this. Our second guest on today's Under the Hood podcast is a special one. Eddie Olchek made his second trip by the Fuels broadcast booth. He joined us last year on Hockey Fights Cancer Night and was doing a lot of stuff in the building, but he stopped by for an interview. This time, Eddie stopped by for the entire broadcast as as he joined his son Nick and I for the game. It's something that they had been hoping to do for quite a while, and the schedule worked out where Eddie was able to join us in between Chicago Blackhawks games. Of course, he is the analyst for the Blackhawks on NBC Sports Chicago and his national work as well on NBC Sports. And it was really an honor for me to be part of the father-son broadcast booth alongside Eddie and Nick. And uh, Nick, is a tremendous analyst in his own right, and uh, we are honored to have him uh, with us game in and game out, and to have his father with us as well um, was really, really special. And certainly, personally, a highlight of my career, but I hope that you as fans enjoyed having him on the broadcast as well. It's great to have Eddie Olchek with us, and the father-son tandem <laughs> of analysts. Double your old checks tonight as Eddie uh, joining Nick. This evening, Eddie, thanks for joining us, and welcome to Indy. Oh, and Andrew, thank you very much. Nick, great to be with you guys. Uh, I feel like I have the best seat in the house because more times than not, I'm either traveling, uh, doing games uh, for the Blackhawks or my duties uh, with N- the NHL and NBC, or I'm sitting on my couch uh, playing with our dogs and <laughs> got you guys on the uh, on the old Indy Fuel website, so... Thank you for having me. I am going to be, uh, I know I am low man on a totem pole on this show. going to just try to add a little bit to the broadcast. You guys do a terrific job. So thanks for having me, and I really appreciate uh, Jim Hallett and the entire uh, fuel organization for uh, for allowing me to be here, as well as the Blackhawks, I should say. Uh, Rocky and Danny Wirtz, Jamie Faulkner, the president of the business operations, for allowing me to be here. So I got an off night, Andrew and Nick. What better place to be is in a, at, a, uh, at a hockey game, so thanks for having me. There's no better place to spend an evening yeah. than at a hockey rink, and we're glad you have joined us this evening. And How special is this for you to have the opportunity to work uh, alongside your son, Nick? And, uh, and I can speak uh, for myself. It's been an absolute joy to work with Nick these last couple of years, and uh, we've become not just uh, a couple of guys who have a lot of fun in the air, but have become great friends as well, but... How special is this for you to be able to share this tonight? Well, Andrew, thank you very much for sharing the uh, the broadcast booth. Uh, you guys do a wonderful job. Uh, um, it's uh, it, look at uh, Nick was an aspiring hockey player, and and uh, once his hockey playing days were done, he you know he felt like he wanted to kind of follow in my footsteps as far as the broadcasting aspect of it, and. You know, whether it was, uh, you know, playing video games and calling the games in his room at all hours of the night. Um, 
or uh, you know getting this incredible opportunity and i thank uh, jim hallett and the entire fuel organization and thank you andrew for taking nick under your wing and and uh, you guys make a great team so you know when this opportunity presented itself last year uh, I, I mean i was hoping to get it done last year but uh you know the pandemic hit and it just didn't work out and i, I reconnected uh, uh with the fuel and we said, hey, you know what, here's an open night, and uh, the Hawks played last night at home, and they play tomorrow in Columbus. I got a free Friday night, and uh, I'm going to be listening to game anyways back home in Chicago. I said, well, you know, maybe Friday night can we do it, the uh, the 9th of April, and, and here we are. So it's a great thrill for uh, for the entire Old Czech family, and uh, very lucky and blessed, Andrew, that, you know, hockey's been a part of our life uh, for a long time, and uh, it's great to be up here with Nick. And, you know, we talk a lot about the broadcast, and he asked me a lot of questions, and you know whether it's in in your game or you know doing games nationally, and you know, I think that you know the advice I give any young broadcaster, whether it's my son or, or anybody else, is you know you got to be passionate about what you do. You got to love what you do, and I think it comes across because you're not only talking to you know diehard hockey fans, but you know there may be somebody that turns on the internet or the World Wide Web, is which I call it. But you know they they go to indiefuel.com and they start listening to the game. You, uh, you know, there may be somebody that doesn't know a lot about the game. So if they can feel your passion and your love for hockey, then you might have a fan for life. So I just appreciate you guys having me up here with you. And uh, uh, I know I'm low mad on the totem pole tonight in this broadcast, and that's okay, um, considering Nick has all the cookies and treats and all these <laughs> chocolate snacks up here. Might have to dig myself into them here at some point. But, uh, yeah, it's a thrill, and I know our, our family is very excited. And, again, very appreciative to the fuel organization for allowing this to happen. A lot going on in the National Hockey League. And, of course, you have been with the Chicago Blackhawks uh, as an analyst for a number of years. They've been in a transition yeah. mode for, for quite a while. But this young group of Blackhawks, Patrick Kane obviously leading the way with a lot of younger players, including former fuel goaltender yeah. Kevin Lankin. Played very well. Really stepping up and four points out of a playoff spot this late in the season. You've really got to like the way they're playing right now. Yeah, they, they, they've played. They've had a terrific season. And, you know, they've gone through a little bit of a difficult time here recently. But, you know, I, I think the expectations uh, have been exceeded so far this year. They've had some young players step up. You mentioned Kevin Lincoln, who's the number one goaltender uh, there with the Blackhawks. And uh, it's been a lot of fun to, to be uh, the partner with the great Pat Foley, the, the Hall of Famer himself for their for the last uh, 13 years and i've been back in chicago doing those games locally for 15 years so uh, but it's been an exciting year uh, they got a couple of huge games coming up against columbus uh tomorrow and then on monday and then they go to detroit for a couple of games so it's coming down to coming down to the wire and unfortunately it doesn't matter what league you're playing and you guys know this if, if you're playing 500 hockey and a team that's below you goes on a run and wins 10 of 11 like nashville uh, you're going to be looking up th- at them pretty quick, and that's what's happened. So a lot of hockey to be played, but it's been a terrific season, and uh, the Rocky and Danny Wirtz have done an amazing job there. And they're trying to get back to where they were when they won three Stanley Cups in six years. So it's been a great, to, uh, great to be a part of it. It's really not easy to rebuild and rebuild on the fly. Right. This team has kind of gone through some growing pains, but how much fun has it been to watch guys like Pia Suter and yeah. some of the other younger players really step into some starring roles for yeah. this Blackhawks team. And getting an opportunity yeah. and knowing that, hey, if they don't play well, they're going to get out there and play. And, I mean, I talked to general manager Stan Bowman 
before the season started said, look, we're going to have growing pains. And when guys make mistakes, they're going to go right back out there. And I think there's something for that as a player to know that, hey, I'm not going to be on pins and needles because if I make a mistake, I might not get back in the lineup. But Ian Mitchell and Adam Boquist, uh, Wyatt Kalanuck on the back end. You mentioned Suter. They have Kershaw. Brandon Hagel has been a terrific signing. I think he's been the most impressive rookie for the Blackhawks this season. So a lot of positives. And uh, once I'm done here tonight uh, with the fuel and comets, I'll head back to Chicago with Nick. His his Uber is leaving at 10.15. <laughs> and uh, we'll get back and, and get back to work in the National Hockey League tomorrow with a big game for the Blackhawks because they don't want to fall any more points behind. And the trade deadline, NHL trade deadline, is on Monday. So be interesting to see what uh, Stan Bowman does with the Blackhawks moving forward. Made a, a big trade this week uh, with the Florida Panthers to get Brad Connolly and a couple of pretty good prospects, including Henrik Borgstrom. So, continuing to add pieces. Yeah, you continue to uh, to figure it out, and I'm sure Stan's getting a lot of calls, and uh, you know, a lot of things could happen in between now and Monday. But look, you win a game tomorrow against Columbus. Now, you know, now you're only two points out, depending on what Nashville does, and. You know, maybe that ends up uh, making the decision on whether or not Stan is a little bit more aggressive than he might be. But uh, exciting times right now and uh, a lot of hockey to be played here tonight and for the Blackhawks for the rest of the regular season. That's Eddie Olchek, NHL on NBC Sports, Blackhawks analyst on NBC Sports Chicago, as well as somebody you see a lot on NHL Network and a number of other places. Member of the United States Hockey Hall of Fame and the father of my outstanding broadcast partner, Nick Olchek. As I said before, it was an honor to be alongside the father-son duo and see those two enjoy doing a game together. And uh, hopefully you enjoyed it as well, listening on the broadcast. And hopefully you enjoyed the interview we just brought you. Again, two home games for the Indy Fuel this week. Thursday against the Wheeling Nailers, 7.05 p.m. Saturday night against the Fort Wayne Comets. Marvel Superheroes Night comes Saturday. The Fuel wearing special Black Panther sweaters as they take on the Comet 705. Again, the face-off at the Indiana Farmers Coliseum. You can get your tickets, and they're going fast as we have socially distanced seating. So crowds and tickets are limited, so get them as quickly as you can at IndieFuelHockey.com in all Ticketmaster outlets. Thanks for joining us on this edition of Under the Hood. I am the broadcast voice of the fuel, Andrew Smith. We'll see you at the rink. Thanks for going under the hood with the Indy Fuel. For more, keep visiting IndyFuelHockey.com.